0: Everybody, welcome back to Bubbles and Banter. It is Tuesday, July 2nd, 2019. I actually haven't recorded a podcast in a couple months. The last thing I ever recorded was on my birthday on May 8th. So, it's been a while. Life has been so hectic these past few months. As you may know, I'm in real estate. This is our crazy time of the year in real estate. It is just go 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 constant showings, appointments, constant fires to put out. I feel like every single real estate deal that I'm working on right now has some sort of issue going on with it. And it's just a cluster and there's delayed closings, all types of fun stuff. So been a little bit preoccupied with that. Also had been planning a wedding, which I feel like is way over glamorized. Planning a wedding is not fun maybe it's me but i've talked to so many other people and i've actually thought about doing a podcast episode talking all about this stuff because the more people i talk to the more i feel less crazy and less alone planning a wedding is hard there are so many vendors people are planning weddings like more and more in advance now and the competition to pick the vendors that you want is getting harder and harder And we got engaged like over a year before we were going to get married. So our wedding is on June 20th of 2020. We got engaged at the end of March. So we did have a little extra time, but you know, I booked a few venues, instantly got stressed out and took a break and ended up going back to pick some more vendors and all that stuff. And some of them were already taken. So, Planning a wedding has also been stressful this summer and kind of been a top priority. I've had a lot of blogging events and commitments, so just a lot going on. It's all good stuff, but just been a little bit overwhelmed. And also, Joe and I are kind of fitness buffs now. We have been telling each other the past few days that we have now chosen the fit life or the fit life has chosen us. I don't know which one. Um, Joe's been very active for like his whole life and I used to run cross country, but was awful, but we actually in the past like week or so have started working out together a lot more, um, which has been really nice. I think because we just, well, we have a lot going on, but it's kind of a good activity to get out of our condo and just do something together. Sometimes when you live in like a condo or a high rise building, you feel like you can be a little trapped sometimes and It's so nice out. So we started working out together, going to classes, getting outside, and it's been really great. So just trying to fill my schedule with fun things like that, getting outside. This is my favorite time of year. So being outside as much as possible is crucial for my mental health because I need as much sun and warmth as I can get if I'm going to be in a happy mood. On a side note, as I'm recording this in my kitchen, I'm looking out our window, and our part of our condo overlooks like a park and a restaurant, um, which has really good views of like the city, very scenic, very nice landscape. And there are always people at every hour at this park, and it's like the best people watching ever. I creepily stand at this window literally morning, noon, and night, just like people watching and just taking it all in. It's the best window ever. And we have a corner unit, so it's just prime people watching. So right now I am creepily staring at a couple, um, probably in like their 50s or 60s. There seems to be some sort of passionate argument going on. The husband is Waving his arms in the air. He's patting his arms down on the concrete bench for his, I'm thinking, wife to sit down. It seems like there's some type of tough, stressful situation going on. And I'm very intrigued. I could be completely off base right now. As you might be seeing, I kind of create these little stories in my head of what I think is going on or these conversations that I think these people that I don't know at all are having So it's just really fun people watching. They actually have now been looking over at me a few times, so probably shouldn't move away from the window and stop creeping. I need to remember, too, that people can see me in my window. Like, I've been across the street at this restaurant, and I've looked at these windows in our building, and you can see everything on these side windows, for some reason, when I'm standing at the window looking out on the people, I think that I'm like invisible. That's not true. <laughs> I'm like staring at people. I look awful. I need to, I luckily I've been remembering to be fully clothed, have, have some shorts on, all that stuff. But yeah, I don't know. It's just constant free entertainment. We have seen things at all hours out of this window. I'll have to have Joe on sometime so we can like, reminisce and share some of the top things that we've seen because we've seen some ladies of the night um, when it's no longer nighttime, when the sun's rising. We have seen it all. So might have to have a future podcast episode reminiscing on some of our favorite lurkers in the park. Anyway, today what I wanted to talk about is probably totally irrelevant at this point. I need to get better at talking about very timely topics, but I don't even think this has been in the news for like two weeks now. That's how quickly social media and internet culture moves these days, but I have not been able to stop thinking about that viral Instagram like proposal slash wedding that took place, you know, probably in like middle to end of June. Yeah, I guess it's been a few weeks now, but I probably heard about it right when it started happening. A few like bloggers I follow on Instagram were um, resharing her stories and saying, oh my gosh, you have to watch this. This is so fascinating. This is so cool. So basically, if you aren't familiar with this situation, there is a girl, an influencer, if you will. Side note, I hate the word influencer. Um, so I sometimes say it a little bit facetiously or sarcastically. But there is a Instagrammer blogger named the Fashion Ambitionist. Her name's Marissa Fuchs. She lives in New York City. And in June, her then boyfriend at the time sent her on this like wild goose chase, like scavenger hunt proposal setup that, she thought maybe was going to turn into a wedding as well. Marissa works at Goop, Gwyneth Paltrow's company, like lifestyle brand. She is the head of brand partnerships for Goop. So essentially, this is her day job. So, you know, I'll get more into the story. But again, if you haven't really heard about the story or don't know all the details, basically, it started out that She was at work, at least this is where I came in to, like, the whole situation. She was at work at her day job at Goop, and all of a sudden the surprise started. Like, her boyfriend, um, Gabe, I think he had, like, a video playing, and her friends got involved or her coworkers were involved, and it was basically, like, the beginnings of the scavenger hunt, a.k.a. surprise proposal, um also surprise possible wedding. So I think it was going to be like a proposal and wedding mixed into one. And she seemed to already be onto that from the beginning. Um, So I don't, again, I might've come in a few Instagram stories after this all started, but that was the feeling I got. Like, okay, she instantly knew, okay, I might not just be getting proposed to, this could also be a possible wedding. So I'll be engaged to for like a day or two and then get married. So it just got me thinking this whole situation and it ended up kind of backfiring and blowing up in her face and I'll get to that but not to get super deep but I think about this stuff day and night like it keeps me up at night because I am fascinated by it. I feel bad for my blogger friends because anytime we're at an event I will bring this stuff up and I can talk to them for like hours and they're probably like oh my god I do not want to talk to Olivia tonight because she's going to like do her like philosophical blogger social media like conversations. And (laughs) I don't have time for this. So I am just fascinated by all this stuff. I think about it constantly and just think of how social media has like affected everybody's mental state or affected people's goals or ambitions or how they live their life. Because let's face it, like even 10 years ago, we didn't act like this or we didn't live like this or putting everything online wasn't as big of a priority or goal or constantly in the back of your mind. So my question is how much is too much in terms of sharing intimate moments of your life on social media? This is, like I said, something I think about all the time. And It's kind of interesting too because I used to be obsessed with the idea of vlogging and I actually tried it myself a few times back in the day, early days of YouTube, not super early days of YouTube, but like 2013, 14, um, kind of I feel like right as YouTube was becoming a lot more popular to the public or kind of right before that and I grew up loving home videos like that my parents made or that my relatives made that we were in when we were little kids because there's a lot of memories that you don't remember when you are that young and you know I feel like when you're in that prime age of being like four or five or six like those are the best videos to watch of yourself because you're just funny you say whatever's on your mind. Um, you don't really know how the world works. So you're just free spirited and young. And I just treasure watching those videos of growing up. And I thought, Oh, wow, when I saw like vlogging, kind of in the modern world, I thought that would be like a nice adult equivalent of like home videos that we had growing up. And I just, I loved watching other people's vlogs. I mean, I was obsessed with like all the British YouTubers, loved seeing how they lived their lives and like how different like England was than America and just kind of became like obsessed with some of these YouTubers who vlogged all the time. And I think a lot of people felt that way because these people were like in their prime a few years ago. But when I tried to vlog myself, there was always something that held me back from like, actually doing it or pursuing it further, it felt super awkward. And again, I'm a super awkward person. So I'm trying to take this with a grain of salt because I am awkward in the most unawkward situations in life. I've just always been an awkward person. Um, Some of my best and most funniest stories come out of my awkwardness. But yeah, there was just something that felt really awkward about vlogging myself and like putting a camera up to my face and like again awkward me I would only vlog myself like at my apartment or at the house that I rented with my friends but like nobody else would ever be around so these vlogs like I was well aware as I was filming myself like these are the most boring things in the world like other successful vloggers like they go out to a restaurant and they're vlogging. They go to a friend's birthday party and they're vlogging all the friends at the party. They're like bringing other people into the scenario. I was not doing that. This was straight up Olivia the whole video sitting in my apartment doing God knows what. Um and I think in my head I'm like, "Okay, this is a good way to, you know, dip your toe into the water." get a little bit comfortable on camera, get some experience. And then one day you'll start including people. That day never happened. And I'm actually kind of glad because again, there was always something holding me back. And there was just some nagging thing in the back of my mind that like, I didn't do it. And I think at the time it was just mostly my awkwardness. Like the thought of like going up to visit Joe when he lived in Cleveland and then like bringing a vlogging camera and saying, oh, I haven't seen Joe in a month. Um, Here's the vlogging camera too. Welcome to the vlog. I'm in Cleveland. There just is something like not authentic or real about it. And it kind of didn't sit well with me. And you don't want to live a life that's created just for the camera and that's forced and that is solely for the entertainment of other people, mostly people that you don't even know who are on the internet. Like, it's so weird to think about. And I think a lot of people nowadays are sharing that sentiment because, again, YouTube is still super popular, super big. But a lot of these vloggers have ended up having pretty shitty lives. Um, They've had a lot of personal issues. They've had a ton of relationship issues. Like, I remember so many people that I either watched religiously or like, was aware of on YouTube, their relationships have ended. And it ended pretty badly and pretty publicly. And it just wasn't good. And a lot of these people blamed vlogging and they blamed YouTube and putting their relationship out for the public. And I think it's so true. I mean, when you're living your life through a lens or through a filter or from a perspective that always looks peachy and rosy and happy, it just is not going to end well. And again, I'm not trying to make this episode super deep. Like I feel like everything I've talked about so far on this podcast has been super like thought provoking and deep, which is good. I like that stuff, but, um, I don't know. It's just something that's been nagging at me lately. And I notice it more and more in this like social media instant gratification culture. And it's definitely something I want to like have guests on and like have a back and forth dialogue about, because again, I just find this all so fascinating and our generation like of millennials, we kind of like are the first generation who grew up with some of this stuff or like when I was in my early twenties, this was all gaining steam and traction. So it's kind of interesting now that we're like a decade into all this, to see how it's like changed us and changed our society. And I don't know, I feel like I sound way too philosophical right now, but I'm just very intrigued by all of this. So anyway, back to the fashion ambitionist and her viral proposal. It's kind of interesting because it started off so positive and it was gaining so much momentum and so much steam and girls were sharing it like, oh my gosh, you have to watch This girl's proposal, like it was literally going viral before your eyes. So many girls that I follow were sharing this, like, oh, this is so adorable. Oh my gosh, I can't wait to see what happens next. Again, if their plan, which I'll get to in a second, was to make it go viral, then they did succeed at it. And back to the plan, it was revealed a couple days into the scavenger hunt that she had a pitch deck. And somehow it got out on social media. It was shared and shared and shared. And I think The Atlantic wrote a really good long article on this whole scenario. And I think they're the ones who posted the pitch deck in their article. But it was all over the place. And it was this beautiful, well-crafted, visually appealing pitch deck. So essentially it was just saying, hey, we have Marissa Fuchs of The Fashion Ambitionist. She has this many Instagram followers. She... Lives this type of lifestyle. The, these are the type of people that follow her. She will be getting proposed to or, you know, engaged to and married. And if any brands want to take part, this is the whole rundown of schedule for the scavenger hunt. So this is what we're doing on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. When she ends ends up in France on, say Thursday, this is her schedule and itinerary. So if any brands want to get involved, at any step of the process, please let us know. This is gonna be a great social media event and your brand can get in on the fun too and get some attention or get some eyeballs on your brand. So I feel like the second that that came out, this whole thing came to like a screeching halt, at least the public's like perception of it. Because for me too, I'm like, okay, It totally changed my perspective of this whole scenario. And I'll admit, when I first saw it, I was thinking, oh my God, this is so genius. Like her boyfriend is so smart because he must know that she loves social media and, you know, she loves taking pictures and loves sharing things with her followers. What a thoughtful, sweet boyfriend that he's kind of including her day job in this surprise proposal. But then, when this pitch deck came out, everybody mutually was like, okay, she was involved with this herself. This is her day job at Goop. She is in charge of securing brand partnerships with Goop. So, of course, she had to write this pitch deck. Another thing that interests me um, about this whole scenario, and I think when I came into this or started becoming aware of this whole situation, I think she had around 130,000 followers, and I could be wrong, but I think it was around that. And when all of this ended, I don't think she broke 200,000 followers. I think she ended with, like, 199. And I think at some point when I clicked on her profile, it had gone down a little bit, and I think it went back up. But halfway through or a couple days into this, I think when she was, like, getting on a plane – and I don't know if Delta was one of the sponsors because she posted so many stories about how Gabe put her on a Delta flight and how excited she was and Delta, Delta, Delta. And I love Delta. I am a lifelong Sky Miles user. Um, I f- only fly Delta. If I can fly Delta, I'm going to fly Delta. Um, so I'm a Delta loyalist myself, so I'm not judging them, but... I was like really curious to know if Delta was one of the brands who donated free flights or somehow got involved with this because she was giving a ton of attention to the brand. Um, I think a few clothing and jewelry brands did take part too. Um, I think for sure a jewelry brand did, and I don't remember the name of it, but she was like opening gifts from Gabe. um, and again too, I don't know if I explained this well, but like Gabe was in an undisclosed location. So Marissa had to go on this long scavenger hunt that Gabe set her up on, allegedly, and he was gonna be at the finish line of the scavenger hunt. So during this, he was giving her clues and she was with her friends. They were all documenting it. Um she was opening like jewelry gifts that he supposedly got her, but She was giving like a lot of love to these brands. So to me instantly before I even knew about the pitch deck, I instantly kind of had my guard up a little bit just because I'm a blogger. I've done this for seven years. So it's kind of hard to not immediately like think of that kind of stuff when you see it. And I was just thinking, wow, she really keeps tagging this jewelry brand a lot. That's a little interesting Because I feel like if I was being sent on like a scavenger hunt around like the country and then even to like France, the last thing I would want to be doing is having the stress of like keeping track of all these brands that I need to post about. Because obviously if the brand is gifting you with something or getting involved in this viral like marketing stunt in some way, you're going to need to tag them because They're donating their stuff to you for free to be a part of this. So you need to live up to your end of the deal and tag them and give them exposure. So that was instantly stressing me out because again, if I'm getting proposed to, I don't want to do stuff like this. And that goes back to my whole point of like vlogging and all that and living your life for social media. Like, wouldn't that be so stressful? I don't know. When I got proposed to in March it was really nice. It was just Joe and I, and it was perfect. I am not somebody who needs like a big massive party. Um, I don't know. I've just never been personally someone who I feel like is super attention seeking or like needs to prove all this stuff to other people. I'm just very grateful that Joe did a really low-key engagement. It was just the two of us and then we could share it with like friends and family after the fact. There was like no photographer, nothing like that. And I I always love photography like at engagements. If like a photographer's hiding in a bush, I think that's adorable. So I'm not judging that. I just think something like this like marketing stunt that happened is so over the top and it's just kind of like gross to me and I'm not trying to like bash anybody but anyway I, I feel like I'm going off track but this pitch deck got revealed um her friends got on her stories and said, please don't send anything to Marissa don't let her in on it whatever keep your mouth shut so they end up like going to all these different locations they went to like I think her they went to the Hamptons they went to Miami, Florida she thought he'd be in Miami then. He ended up sending her to Paris, but while she was in Miami, he was playing one of his videos that he had like pre-planned for this whole thing. And he like said she had her choice of three different cities across the world. One of them was Paris. I think one was like something in Italy and somewhere else. Three totally different locations. And she instantly says Paris. And then the video plays after she says that. And he said I thought you might say that and I instantly again was like, okay, either they are constantly on the same page and they've actively talked in the past about getting married in Paris or again, this was pre-planned because what if she had said Italy, you know, and you have a plane ticket for Paris, like again, some of these logistics, I probably am totally overthinking about but I don't know, I feel like it's kind of an interesting point to bring up because After you see it through this lens of saying, oh, there was a pitch deck for this, and she herself was probably involved, you see all these different things through a totally different lens. So it totally changes your perspective on all this. And she ended up going to Paris. In the pitch deck, it ended up saying that they were going to do a flash mob proposal at the Louvre, and that did not end up happening. So that's kind of interesting, too. I don't know if they just last minute were scrambling to like try to prove that the pitch deck wasn't real or something, but it kind of ended like anticlimactically. She got to Paris and eventually ended up seeing Gabe. Um, she was like crying a lot and like getting on her knees and doing this like very intense, <laughs> very intense cry, um, which I mean, I'm not a cute crier, so I'm not trying to judge her there, but Yeah. Then like, I feel like out of nowhere, I don't know if it's just at the end of this, I was completely uninterested and completely like, you guys are trying to fool all of us. But after I saw her in like some white lacy dress, like white crop top situation, I was like just completely over it. And I think a lot of people were too. She also said that the footage that Gabe had of the proposal or all this stuff got lost and they were trying to recover it. Some weird things started happening at the end. And I think it's kind of sad. I think she had realized that people were kind of turning on her and turning on this whole situation, you know, whereas in the beginning people were like totally on board, like, oh, I can't wait to see what happens next. This is so cool. This is so revolutionary. So fascinating. Once that pitch deck came out, I think that was the nail in the coffin. And yeah, once she got to Paris, I will admit, I personally was like totally over it. And watch some of the stories, but I was like tapping through and like nexting them and not even watching the full video each time, but they ended up getting married. I think it was just a very small group of their friends and family there. Um, and then pretty much right after that, she went like radio silent on Instagram and I've checked her account a few times. And from what I've seen, she has not posted anything since. So pretty interesting stuff. I would love to know what other people think about this. And again, in this like modern day social media world that we live in, I feel like this is already like totally irrelevant news. Like the news cycle moves so insanely quickly now. And I haven't even heard people talk about this in like two or three weeks since it happened. But I wanted to record this a lot sooner. And I thought, you know, it's still been on my mind, even though this like isn't in the news cycle right now. It's still a really relevant topic to talk about because are more people going to do something like this? I read an article while a lot of like people thought this was kind of tacky and in bad taste and shows how out of control our social media obsession has gotten. I read in this article and I don't know if it was the Atlantic article or something else that other quote unquote influencers thought this was like genius and they were like so inspired by all this. And I was just like, are you kidding me? As somebody who's a blogger and I've been called an influencer and I just, again, I don't really like that word. um, But I just, this is not how I would seek to influence or inspire people. I just think it kind of crosses a line and I think it's just kind of sad because when you're getting social media involved at this capacity in life events, I just think it's sad. And again, after Joe and I got engaged, my mom came over the like the night after we were going to like a nice dinner and we didn't really have any good pictures. So my mom took some pictures at our condo of Joe and I, so we could like make an announcement on Instagram. So again, I, I post on Instagram. I've shared life events on Instagram, so I'm not acting like I'm on my high horse here, but I think when you're doing something of that level, doing, almost essentially a PR stunt to gain followers or to build up your brand name for the sake of an engagement in a wedding. I just think that's really sad because this is a life event. This is a once in a lifetime event that I feel like you would just wanna share with like your partner or like your family and friends and just have it be an intimate moment to put on a show for thousands or hundreds of thousands of people who don't even know you or don't even care about you. I don't know. I just, it's a really interesting thing. And it's sad too, because a lot of people ended up turning on her at the end. So since she's been radio silent to me, she's either enjoying her new life as a married woman, which is great. And I think it might be a little mixed too, of just kind of being forced to go into silence because a lot of this ended up backfiring on her because people felt like she was in on it. So I just always wonder, do you want a life event like that to be commemorated as a big social media marketing stunt? I personally wouldn't to each their own. This is the world that we live in now, unfortunately. So I'm really curious to see what the future holds, because I don't think this is the last we're going to see of PR marketing stunt engagements that are meant to go viral and get as many brands involved as possible. So I'm curious, I'm not excited, but I'm curious to see what this will turn into in the future. I mean, people are like monetizing their births now and again, to each their own. Like I'm sure when I have kids, I will put it on social media, but I think there's a fine line between sharing a little bit and just sharing way too much and setting yourself up for people to attack you or turn on you so that's my rambling thoughts on the fashion ambitionist viral proposal hopefully i didn't bore you guys to tears but i would love to know your thoughts and opinions on this so feel free to reach out to me because i just love having conversations about this stuff because we live in the social media age It's not going anywhere. It's getting more and more pervasive into our lives. So if you guys have an opinion on this, I would love to hear it. So reach out to me. Thank you guys so much for listening. I will talk to you in the next episode.